FGC Hollywood. Stay classy. You know, I've been sitting here trying to figure out what I should do while this intro music plays, and as I sat here, I realized I spend a lot of time thinking about weird stuff that I have no business thinking. Like today at work, I had this thought, I was like, man, I like the sun. The sun is cool because it keeps us warm, it brightens our day, and it's graceful both in entrance and in exit. The sun is really cool. I like the sun. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast episode 45. It is January 6th, 2022. My name is Max Spleiser, and I am the host of this podcast. And yes, I am very, very tired. <laughs> it has been a long week. For the people watching the video of this podcast, you can tell I'm not in my room. I am in a hotel, once again, similar to episode whatever that was, 41, I don't remember, but here I am, working on the road, recording this podcast, Shades of 2019, Max Spicer Podcast, good times, not really, but here I am, on the road, the first episode of 2022 for FGC Hollywood, I recorded 29 of them, or Pringle and I recorded 29 of them last year. I'm going to shoot for more this year. I would like to shoot like for 40 at least in 2022 since things happen. You know, we try to run tournaments. Sometimes I can't always make it. 40, I think, is a conservative number, one I can reach. That's something about goal settings, right? If you say, I want to shoot for 52 podcasts this year, you would leave no room for error. Or if you say 50 a year, you leave very little room for error. 40, I think, is a number that I could reach. And then if, let's say, I get 42, I'll be like, hey, I exceeded expectations. I shattered all of the expectations. So next time you guys make goals, make them realistic. And then when you surpass them, you will be happy. Be happy. What am I talking about? I am delirious from being like so tired throughout this week. I've worked so much. We're on a time crunch on this project. So I figured I was supposed to record the podcast yesterday, but I didn't because I was just so tired after work. So I apologize. Listen, the podcast is technically supposed to be recorded on Wednesdays, out on Thursdays, but it just didn't work out that way. All right. I apologize. It will eventually. Eventually, I'll move to that schedule. But let me get off the road first. Anyway, I'm here, and I appreciate that you're here with me, and yes, I'm tired, so I'm not going to be as excited, I guess, about certain things while talking on this podcast, because not that I don't have, I don't have like this, what do they call that, like type A personality, where you're just like, go, 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 excited, and you're very amped. I think I'm more like a type B personality. I'm much more mellow, more chill. But today I'm going to be like a type D personality where I just have very little energy because of the week. So bear with me for episode 45 of FGC Hollywood. This is your first time listening. Welcome for our veterans here. Welcome back. This is FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast. We talk about fighting games here, at least by when I say we, I mean I, because we had a co-host change it's a whole thing just listen to another episode for all that jazz 
anyway, appreciate you all here. We got some housekeeping before we go to the to the show. Very short show. Not a lot to talk about in the FGC. At least not that I want to talk about. And I have my notes right in front of me. I have a really bunk setup here at the hotel. I'm using the coffee pot, kind of like last time. I'm using the coffee pot with the ice tray thingy. Put my phone on it. My audio probably sucks because I'm using this mic instead of the normal mic. But let's get to some housekeeping. I got to uh, make a video that I wanted to make for a long time talking about auto combos in fighting games. That was pretty fun. I used four examples. It's on YouTube. And some people liked it, some people didn't like it, similar to auto combos. So that was pretty fun. Check it out if you care about auto combos and what I feel about them in a fighting game. Spoilers, I like them if they're done right. I don't like them when they're not done right. And we've seen examples of both. But I'm not like a hater, but I also I don't mind them being there for the quote-unquote wrong reasons, right? So that's one thing. FGC Hollywood Plus, speaking of my former co-hosts, which are technically still my co-hosts, just not on this show, FGC Hollywood Plus Episode 5 should be out sometime in the middle of this month. And I am either going to have Pringle and Broken, or just one of them, talk about intro to fighting games. I would like to focus on things that us as people who have been around for a few years around the fighting game scene talk about how we find new players should ingratiate themselves to fighting games, be it community-wise, what games they should try out, what to do when you're first learning, how to handle the mentality of losing and improving, and all that stuff. I would like to kind of dissect on, on a on an FGC Hollywood Plus episode. So hopefully we can record that in the middle of this week and then have it out to patrons and have it out to YouTube. Speaking of patrons, if you want to support the show, FGC Hollywood, as well as FGC Hollywood Plus, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash forward FGC Hollywood. You get two episodes a month of FGC Hollywood Plus where we dissect little small corners of fighting games as well as soon-to-be general gaming. I'd like to do a spoiler cast eventually once Pringle finally finishes Omori. We can talk about the best game ever. Omori, I love that game. Puts a smile on my face. You know what? I think Omori was the the budding of, if, I, if I'm a flower, if Nirvana Mac is a flower, Omori was the budding that was just like, it was like the budding, the budding flower or the inception, the groundwork to make Nirvana Mac, the happy Mac, the no longer boomer Mac. Omori was a, a big part of that. And then it was like Claymore, and then a little bit of Vagabond in there. And then you throw in, you know, the, the real deal in Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. You get Nirvana Mac. So be happy. Be happy, everybody. We're going to talk about something, ironically enough, we're going to talk about the uh, topic of the week. It's not my original plan topic of the week, but it's something that came up two days ago. And it's something that doesn't make me happy. It does not make me happy. But we'll talk about it. And I think it's important. Uh, not just from a fighting game sense, but from a lot of things sense. By the way, this table is wobbly. Look at this camera. What the hell is this? I need to put like a sugar packet underneath there. I noticed the camera shaking. I was like, what the hell? I'm not even using my hands. My hands. My hands. <laughs> I'm so delirious. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize to people watching the video version of this podcast. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you know what to do. That was housekeeping. My internet is bunk. It doesn't matter where I'm at. Hotel here in Kansas City. 
back home in St. Louis. I can't catch a break, man. I have bad internet no matter where I'm at. So it's okay. But let's get to some news, ladies and gents. Round one, FGC News. One item of news this week, at least one that I found to be the most noteworthy. Actually, no, I shouldn't say the most noteworthy because it's really the one that I wanted to talk about. Like I, The other ones I include in the show at the end, but I just didn't feel like talking about them in-depthly, at least not at 10 o'clock at night on a Thursday, especially when I'm tired. So anyway, Melty Blood Type Lumina, a game that I like a lot, got an update, or is getting an update. Yeah, this podcast will be out before the update. So on January 13th, 2022, Melty Blood Type Lumina will receive an update patch adjusting some character balance, adding general game polish, as well as releasing the first two of total four DLC characters planned for the game's first DLC rollout. The characters are Dead Apostle Noel and fan favorite Aoko Aozaki. These characters will be absolutely free for owners of Melty Blood Type Lumina on all platforms. How about that? That's pretty sick, isn't it? I was not expecting that. Shout out to French Bread. They got that French Bread money. They don't need your money. They can just put out characters for free. That's sick. And... Let's talk about the patch a little bit. So the patch will be available to all players on all consoles. If you want patch notes for that right now, it's out January 13th, but the patch notes are already out. You can go to the official Melty Blood Type Lumina Twitter or their website. They have patch notes for everything. So they fixed a little bit of the netcode. They said they mitigated the netcode, whatever that means. I thought it was fine uh, from the patch from last month, but I guess they... They were still tweaking it. Hopefully it's better now. I know people were a little upset that certain characters didn't get buffed. Dude, Kooma got buffed? Hell yeah, Kooma, my boy? He got buffed, so that's fun. And uh, TBD on the final two characters from that DLC pack. Kind of cool that they put those those two characters out for free. I'll be honest, I like Aoko. She's fun. I played her a little bit in Actress Again. I like her combos, and I like the orbs. She's a she's a pretty interesting character. I, I I like. I'm not a huge setup guy, but the way she plays, I like. I like it. Also, great voice acting. She's just I don't know. She's just kind of a sick character. I like her. People talking about like her. The kids say drip these days, right? Shut up, Noel. Not my cup of tea. I got to be honest. Like I'm not a lolly person. I I just don't. You know. It's just not my thing. I just can't get behind it. Listen, the costume is edgy, but the character is just not, I don't know, not my cup of tea. But listen, hey, go ham. You like Noel? You like that type of thing? Cool. I guess I'll block. But yeah, it's cool that they're out for free. That's that's basically what I want to you know put out there is just like, hey, free DLC? Who does that? French bread does that. Anyway. Yeah, that's uh, that's cool that they put out a patch. I've seen people talk about like, hey, what about shield? How come they're not buffing or not? Don't don't buff shield. How come they're not nerfing shield? Where's the shield nerf? It's the one thing that really needs you know to be looked at, especially since the West has been so outspoken with this mechanic that it's not like game breaking, but it's just it's not really fun. Like it's just, it's rock paper scissors, and like rock paper scissors is only fun when you do it for like. Two out of three times. And then after that, it stops being fun. And it's just kind of boring. And, yeah, it's just a mechanic that I don't find is very 
very fine-tuned and it's a little bit I don't know it just takes you out of the game so I don't know they have not addressed that and that's that sucks uh, hopefully they will eventually and maybe we just need more people to say something about it maybe in Japan maybe because the West is certainly talking about it like we're talking about shield whenever we can people that play melty blood whether you're good at it or you're bad at it you know there we don't really like shield and it's current form i think if it was back to actress again form people would like him more so look at this shit table shaking anyway fix shield french bread you guys are doing so good but you guys are like missing on one key part it's all right hey you know who's also all right nice guy nick on discord he has a question not not really melty blood related but sort of given that this has happened with melty blood type lumina and nickelodeon all-star brawl in 2021 what are two fighting games that you feel would be the most likely ones to be both announced and released in 2022 that's a good question that is interesting right like we don't get that very often i think dnf duel would have been one of those games if they didn't show that teaser trailer in 2020 where they just showed the logo and a little bit of cutscenes and and uh, some slight gameplay from december of 2020 had they just shown the trailers that they did this year and then they're releasing, I guess it wouldn't have been actually in the same year, right? Because we're in 2022 now. Never mind. Forget that point. Because they released all that DLC, or not DLC, all those trailers and the beta and all that in 2021. Now we're in 2022, so that's null and void there. But yeah, Melty Blood Type Lumina showed first and then released within the same year. Same thing with Nickelodeon. What game could do that? What two games could do that? I don't know. I don't believe it's going to be Tekken 8, and I don't believe it's going to be Street Fighter 6. I think we might hear about those games this year, but it'll be out 2023. Call me crazy, but maybe Virtua Fighter 6 with Sega. It's so hard to read Sega. Like Sometimes they do good, sometimes they do bad, but they mostly care for money. So if if they get a lot of money from a big publisher example sony to come out with a virtual fighter 6 and make it exclusive to playstation and free on ps plus for a certain amount of time i could see a deal like that being done to get a representation in the 3d fighting game market for sony for example and they could announce in march and release in november they could do something like that so maybe virtual fighter 6 right unlikely but maybe and then otherwise another game i don't know uh it would be it would have to be like an indie indie fighting game of some sort on steam or like a platform fighter right another platform fighter that we're kind of we don't have it's not on our radar and all of a sudden this property you know comes out with a platform fighter and we're like hey this is cool and then it's out i could see that so Interesting questions, but it, uh, you know, people forget that how quickly Melty Blood Type Lumina just rolled out, right? It just, it just announced six months later, it's out, and then people forgot about it because people don't like good games. They just like to say that they like good games. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Play what you want, y'all. Play what you want. We'll get to that. And actually, we'll get to that right now. Round two, topic of the week. 
Yes, I know. Fighting Game Topic of the Week is already here. I'm speedy running through this podcast because I gotta go to bed. This is gonna be less than an hour, ladies and gents. Probably. Fighting Game Topic of the Week. You know, initially I was gonna talk about legacy mechanics and fighting games. And that was gonna be more in depth as far as like, what legacy mechanics did we used to use in fighting games and we liked? And now we've gone away from the further we've gone into the new age of fighting games. That's all well and dandy. Maybe I'll revisit that for another show. But this one, I think, is more important for fighting game consumers, for people online, for society. Which is so funny because it's like, I'm caught in like a catch-22. I'm about to tell you to do something that you shouldn't do, but you're going to listen to me. Anyway, think for yourself, everybody. Please think for yourself. You know, I was talking to Jam and Pants. Sorry, I almost forgot who I was talking to because I'm so delirious. Jam and Pants in the FGC Hollywood Discord. I like our Discord, by the way. I think we got some cool people in there. Some nice people. So if you're nice and if you're cool and you like fighting games, even if you don't like fighting games, even if you just are cool, come join FGC Hollywood Discord. But anyway, I'm talking to Pants and and jam in the discord and it has to do with this video of a content creator in the fighting game space that i really like mr sujano he puts out videos sometimes they're news sometimes they're opinion pieces he does good work over there go give him a go give him a look i like his content but he puts out this video about persona 4 arena ultimax a game that you know i am heavily interested in i have a lot of time invested in that game previously and talking about basically rollback netcode and the fact that it's coming out with delay i didn't watch the whole video i gotta be honest i didn't watch the whole thing but i'm sure his point is valid it's the way he got to his point that i didn't really like the first minute of the video starts with him showing two tweets from people that you know, I'm not even going to say their names because that's kind of what they want, right? Like, that's what they need in this fighting game space is, you know, the clout, the popularity. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't really subscribe to that type of commentary in the FGC. It's just not really my thing. And so that's how the video starts with talking about delay-based netcode in fighting games And listen, I think the point is valid, but the sources are not the right sources to to make those points because it sets a precedent for how people should think. So I turned off the video, and I like Mr. Sujano, but he lost me there. Um, I I felt that that was just uh, an off move. But anyway, what did I take away from that move is that when I saw those tweets, I was like, man, that's disheartening because people will take a look at those tweets and people will take a look at that video and then they will make that decision based off of those opinions, which I don't believe you should do that. You know, I think everybody should make their own educated decision with regards to things that have to do with fighting games and you open that up with regards to everything make educated decisions based off of your opinion not somebody else's like in the age of influence we've forgotten what it was like to properly express ourselves how to think for ourselves 
And it's just unfortunate. You know, there's people on Twitter that will go, there is never a reason to buy a game that doesn't have rollback netcode. That is such a... It's such an awful way of thinking about things. You're telling me there's never a reason to buy a game without rollback netcode? What if you just like the game? What if you want to play it offline? What if you want to enjoy it with your friends on the couch? What if you want to play story mode? What if you want to listen to the music? What if you want to look at the art? What if you just want to own the copy of the game? There's never a reason to buy it, ever. Just don't buy anything that doesn't have rollback. Listen, I understand the point. Support rollback. That is important. We want more rollback, therefore we should support rollback. But to tell people what they should and shouldn't do, it's fucking ridiculous. Buy what you want. Play what you want. Don't go about it in a way of somebody else thinks a certain way. So now you should rely, should think that way because you follow them. The whole following people thing is so weird to me too. Like followers? Who's behind me? Followers? I just don't understand. Like people will say the most outrageous shit online to just get reactions and engagement and listen i understand the game it's a whole game right like you gotta be somebody who you might not actually be in order to get a little bit of more popularity get that push get that sponsorship listen go hustle do your thing but it's the people who are impressionable especially in fighting games because listen we're young we're young as a scene we're young as a demographic we're impressionable impressionable young adults Please, I understand this is contradictory to what I'm saying, but if I am going to be an influencer right now, please let me influence you on this. Don't listen to influencers, okay? Just make your own, make your own decision. And this is not me condoning Persona 4 Arena Ultimax for having delay. In my opinion, if that's the reason why you're not buying it, I tip the tip my beanie to you, tip the cap. Or tip the hat. Whatever the expression is. Respect. I think that is the right way of going about it. I don't want delay, therefore I will not support this game. But where you don't get the tip of the beanie is when you say you shouldn't buy the game because it doesn't have rollback. No. You decided to not buy the game because it doesn't have rollback. That's absolutely fair. But don't go on and try to impose your will on somebody else's wallet because you don't believe that is the way. You can explain to them why you believe this is that. But don't come up with like these Twitter takes of saying this is that and that is final. Like that's how you when you get so black and white and there is no gray area, there's no room for like depth in conversation and this is rampant in fighting games i find like there's nothing like we don't really talk anymore it's just over twitter there's no interpersonal communication it's just sad it makes me sad it's not i'm not happy when that happens it's okay i have fgc hollywood to kind of rely you know to relay this information with and kind of talk about it among ourselves you know, I, I like that outlet more so than the greater FGC Twitter, the Twitter sphere, the FGC sphere, the sphere sphere. 
<laughs> the hell am I saying? Anyway, <laughs> don't listen. Don't listen to people just because they have a couple of subscribers and followers on YouTube and whatever. Like, play what you like. That's basically all I want to say. Like, play what you like. Listen, you like SpongeBob Fighter? Play SpongeBob Fighter. What do you care? You like Dead or Alive 5? Play Dead or Alive 5. Get a group of friends that like Dead or Alive 5. Have a grand old time. Listen, I'm in a Discord that I own. Where's my influence? I love ponies. I got like two people in that Discord that play ponies. I don't go on kick everybody else that doesn't like the ponies. Listen, I like that fighting game. I like other fighting games. But we can all play what we like. That's basically what I'm saying. I would like to get away from this this mentality in the FGC of like, hey, if this person thinks that way and they have a lot of people that like with their opinion that means maybe i should join that crowd and it's just like sheep like mentality that's how you get cancel culture as well without like finding out exactly what happened i mean look at certain cases in the fgc of people just getting canceled careers ruined almost some of them ruined in reality and we just pile on on this mentality of just like hey this guy has a lot of clout and he said that guy's a piece of shit he must be right like can we slow down our horses here and just like what is happening? Let me take a look at the scene of the crime and see exactly who the killer here is. Sometimes it's not who you think it is. That's all. This is not really about fighting games, is it? <laughs> anyway, let's get to your guys' questions. Round three, Hollywood Mail. Hollywood Mail. We got a few questions this week. First two come by way of Patreon because they support the show. So I support their questions. First one comes from Jam, and he asks, this is not even a question. This is sort of like just him going off. But anyway, I'll read it anyway. Do legacy mechanics include half circles? Oh, that's right, because I said I was going to talk about legacy mechanics. Sorry. Simple inputs would be the same topic, but you didn't play the DNF dual beta. I think the game does simple inputs right. I heard so as well, but I haven't played it, so I can't tell you. Oh, and he says, and going this route bypasses the quote-unquote need for auto combos. Listen, Jam, you got to stop being so black and white about auto combos. Auto combos are good when they're done right. I explained it in that video. Look at Persona, look at Undernight. They're done so well. They're blended in. The, they, they cater to the newbie who just wants to mash on the X button, and they cater to me who's like, listen, let me get some meter. Let me fake you out by thinking I'm doing the full string for the auto combo and I come down with an EX attack and it's an overhead, unreactable. Get pwned, kid. Man, I love Persona. But anyway, I think I think you should try to open up your mind. There's some gray in the world. It's not all black and white. There's a little bit of gray. The gray is the good auto combo. Yes, that exists. Please give it a chance, Jan. Be happy. Be Nirvana. Anyway, he goes on to say, maybe a cliche, wild wishes for fighting games in 2022, wrong answers only. Wild wishes for 2022, wrong answers only? Okay, Tekken 8 will come out. And Lily is even better than she was in Tekken 7 Season 1. When her back one was uninterruptible with wall standing four. Oh my god, only Tech and Lily players know what I'm talking about. That was so nice. That was so nice. I was mashing on back one. 
and then delaying the while standing four, getting Katarina's freaking out because they would they would they were, Katarina players in Tekken season one love to mash the four button. I got they got to get those kicks out that string four 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 ha 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 ha. Nah, back one while standing four for Lily, uninterruptible, and I can cancel it out of the sidestep, and then one plus two throw I could hop kick. I could backswing blow. Oh my god, what a utility back one for Lily was in season one. Uninterruptible. And such a great way to control neutral. Paul, you're gonna death fist? Check this back one. I got sidestep left. I'm like two acres away. I'm getting too nerdy about Tekken. But anyway, yeah. I would love that. But that's not gonna happen. That's a wild wish. What's another wild wish? I get a Danganronpa fighting game and it's actually good? Man, that would be sick, right? With all the Danganronpa music and the characters, and they give them, like, personalized kits from the ground up with sprite work. Ah, oh, man, that'd be that'd be so godlike. I would love that. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think I have any wishes. We can talk about things that will never happen in 2022, right? So, let's see. I get sponsored, right? I mean, I'll get sponsored in 22 by Panda Global. And then I start doing videos with like the thumbnail, like the the enticing thumbnail, as Juno says, where like I'll be like, put my hands like this next to my face, like I'm thinking, hmm. Or what's the other one that they do? Oh, yeah. I'm, this one is like, hmm, let me point to my brain because I'm thinking really hard about this. Or uh, what's another one? The pog face is like, <laughs> so stupid. This is so stupid, man. I can't do it. I can't play the game, the 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 influencer content creator game. It just makes me laugh. Like, look at this. It's just it's so dumb. <laughs> oh man, it's so dumb. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. What else am I not gonna do in 2022? Downplay, right? I'm gonna downplay Narukami. Be like, you know what? Uh, he's actually not that good. J2B only crosses up when you fake Raging Lion. And he's not really that much, that plus on EX Raging Lion <laughs> and back forward G2B. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Narukami's the god. And what's Pringle not going to do in 2022? Play Strive? No, no. Uh, Pringle will say he'll warm up to Strive, right? He'll, he'll turn around. He'll be like, you know what, Mac? This game is actually kind of lit. I like it. <laughs> that ain't happening. Shout out to Pringle. Anyway, Zeo on Patreon. This was a fun one. He asks, game features at launch comparison. Persona 4 Arena Ultimax versus Phantom Breaker Omnia. Why did he put Phantom Breaker Opera Omnia? Or is that my uh, spell check that messed that up? But anyway, yeah, let's do a comparison. This is kind of cool. Okay, Phantom Breaker Omnia comes out with 20 characters. Persona 4 Arena Ultimax comes out with 37. 24 regular, 13 shadow. English and Japanese dub for both. One being good. The other is out to the jury. Uh, three style system for Phantom Breaker, meaning they can pick kind of like the three moon system, but just I don't think as good and Melty Blood. So they can pick like Omnia style, speed style, power style. I don't know what it is. But, you know, you get the idea. And then shadow characters in Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. You get shadow versions of each of uh, every single 
regular character outside of Adachi, Marie, Elizabeth, Margaret. Who am I missing? Sho and Minazuki have, and Shadow Labras have shadow character versions of, of themselves. And you get uh, no awakening, defense buff, and um, awakening super outside of Shadow Frenzy. And a couple of other perks, which I've spoken about in my Persona 4 Arena review. So take a look at that if you want to know more about shadow characters. Anyway, we got awesome sprite work in Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. And it's really good looking. Kusuge looking. Phantom Breaker. I'm sorry, the animations for that game are not good. They're not. Like, look at that trailer again. Look at the gameplay that they released. It's not good. I'm not even trying to be mean on purpose. It's just, objectively, it's not good. It doesn't look good. That trailer is hilarious, though. That trailer to to the last trailer that they put out? Man, that's so funny. (laughs) It's so stupid, too. Uh, Soundtrack. Uh, The jury's out with soundtrack for Phantom Breaker type Omnia. What is it called? Phantom Breaker Omnia. And uh, the soundtrack is great for Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Although it's all stolen, right? All just the character trailers are character or not character character soundtracks are original soundtrack, and the opening theme is original. But everything else is from Persona 3, Persona 3 Fess, Persona 4 Golden, Persona Q, and I think there's also a few tracks, or maybe just one, from uh, Persona 4 Dancing. But anyway. It's all from legacy Persona games. But it's still great. It's still really good. Let's see. We got a uh, pretty decent UI, ironically enough, for Phantom Breaker Omnia. An excellent UI in Persona 4 and Ultimax. Everything is so clear. I, I said that in the review as well. Audible cues and visual cues in Persona 4 and Ultimax are stellar. They're so well put. And nothing, in my opinion, is out of place. Everything is where you want it. It's audibly, I think it makes perfect sense when things are happening uh what great ui design really great delay netcode for both we'll see which one has the wor- worst delay netcode like which one's worst could be persona for all you know maybe maybe uh pbo will have like godlike delay netcode story mode because reading is an essential life skill what a funny trailer more words <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that guy is hilarious. Somebody hire that guy to do more stuff. I mean, I'll hire that guy. I'm gonna hire him to do like an outro for FCC Hollywood. Thank you for patrons. <laughs> that guy's sick. Um, March 15th for Phantom Breaker Omnia, and March 17th for Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Double March games, double delay netcode games. We'll see which one wins. I have a feeling it's going to be purse owner. Anyway, we got some actual questions here. And then we'll get to uh, what I mentioned on episode 44. Was it 44? 43. I said I'll review you guys' character and tell you more about yourself. But first we get the pants. In my pants on Discord. In his pants, not my pants. Asks, 
With all of these new details coming out about junk food and hitbox, it seems that the FGC is slowly becoming more and more monopolized on stick layouts and such. My question is, should we be scared that eventually it will be looked down upon to make similar layout sticks since folks hold patents to the layout? Look down upon? No, I don't think anybody's going to look down upon you. They'll sue you, right? Because it's illegal now that they own patents. I got to be honest. By the way, speaking of Mr. Sujano, watch his video on this whole lawsuit with Junk Food Arcade and Hitbox about the whole patent for the Hitbox layout. It's a whole ordeal, right? It's like one of the reasons why Junk Food Arcade wasn't at CEO and Hitbox was one of the main sponsors at CEO. But uh, watch his video on that whole that whole ordeal that's going on there between the two. I gotta be honest, I don't really like Hitbox. Uh, it's just, I don't like the way they operate. This was even before this whole ordeal with Junk Food Arcade, and which is so weird because Hitbox is almost like a grassroots company. They've been around for a while, but I just don't like the way they do business. I don't really like the way they handle their Twitter account either. And... I don't know. Their communication just doesn't vibe with me. It's just not not my style. But listen, they're a business. They're doing their thing. They're trying to protect their their patent, I guess, their copyright, their whatever. But just the way they they go about it, I think is I think it's whack. So no pants. I don't think you'll be looked down upon. But I think they will sue your ass if they catch you, especially trying to make money off of something. So if you come out with a layout that is even remotely similar to the Hitbox one or to a future layout that somebody else is going to patent. Yeah, if, if they find you that you can make money off of that, they'll be like, hey, no, I own that. That's my NFT. Anyway, Fokeo on Discord. Hey, speaking of communication, this is a perfect question for that. Fokeo on Discord asks, you had mentioned previously you didn't care for the for your experience with the Persona 4 Arena Ultimax community. Understanding that everyone expects different things when seeking out a fighting game community, what could they have done better to encourage engagement? Just to be clear, it's not intended to be a snipe against that community. More of a general question about the role of community dedicated to a single game or game series, especially a more niche one. That's a good question. Really good. I guess let's let's break down before I tell you what I personally look for in a community or what they could have done to not make me not want any part to do with them. Let's talk about what why I don't like the Persona 4 Arena Ultimax community. And this is different, right? Like this is, I'm eight years removed from the Persona 4 Arena Ultimax community on Xbox 360, on PlayStation 3, in the forums, on Reddit. This is, I'm removed from that. I don't know how they are now, but I would imagine, especially just from seeing a little bit of the circulation on Twitter now that the the rising up of the uh, the community is returning with the remaster coming in March, it's the same people. Not the same exact people, but it's the same type of people that I just don't mess around with. And I don't deal well with poor communication skills. And it's and it's not in the way of the word poor that you that you mostly find. It's like, oh, you just struggle getting your point across. I mean by poor like it is offensive. And the way you get your point across. 
And the Persona 4 Arena Ultimax community, at least when I was extremely active on those two consoles and as well as online, online and trying to just establish myself as just a part you know, I wanted to be to to take part in what everybody else was doing, as far as having fun and talking about these characters and and enjoying the game and trying to be a part of like lobby nights that they would throw, and just being like back then I wasn't a part of Discords, but we had like little Xbox Live groups and stuff like that. So I I just felt that that community was really off putting. I mean, they would say things that were really weird to me and just like off-putting jokes uh forget about like the racial stuff that would happen every now and again like i don't really take too much offense of it it's, it's xbox live but it's just weird to say among strangers like i don't really know you that way and i and i kind of wanted you know to join this I don't know, camaraderie almost. And it just didn't, it didn't work out that way. I just didn't find that community to be very welcoming, almost in a very clicky way, right? Like, I found that they harbored more people like them who enjoyed the off-color material and didn't really enjoy people who were, I don't know, respectful, right? Respectful in a way, like... I just felt that it was toxic in a weird way. It was toxic in like a very passive aggressive way, right? They wouldn't be like straight out like, hey, fuck you. But it was just, it was, it was just uncomfortable to be around. Like nobody wants to be in a place where you're not wanted. And they would give you that feeling a lot. And the only thing that was tying me together was that they were the only people around that I could play the game with and talk to the game about the game too. So. I just felt that the overall maybe they were just really childish and immature and the the whole exclusive type of club where they decide, you know, who's in, who's out. And it was just uncomfortable to be a part of and it's uh they were just kind of mean to be mean, I found. I don't know, maybe they were just bored. It wasn't even mean to be funny like, you know, I've I have a lot of male friends. And, you know, we joke around, we clown, and, you know, you understand that there's this underlying tone of just like, hey, man, I'm just kidding, right? I'm just saying this because I know it's going to be funny. It's nothing, it's not a commentary on who you are as a person. And you can read those things through text. You can read those things through voice. And I just got the impression that those people who played that game at that time were clicky and just mean. And it's just not my type of person man like it's just you know not you can't be you can't be everybody's friend and i just i've had enough i think around 2015 where i was like you know what i'm just gonna play the game i'm just gonna play the game and i'm not gonna really interact with anybody when i join the lobby i'm gonna put voice chat off so i don't have to hear anybody if you want to play me cool if you don't i'll find somebody else that will so with that out of the way what could they have done differently? Oh, I don't know. You know, be nice. Be more welcoming. Act like a regular, respectful human. You know, the basics. That's pretty much what I wanted. And I don't feel like I got that. And I, listen, everybody deserves a second chance, but I have FGC Hollywood already. And... I'm I'm cool not talking about persona and talking about other things as long as, you know, I can talk to people who 
I find to be nice and respectful. And if that means not being a part of the Persona 4 Arena Ultimax community, that's fine with me. You know, I've said this from the beginning. I, I'm not in it to be, with this remaster at least, I'm not really talking about the game because I want to be resurrect the community or whatever like i know i i genuinely love the game and i want to teach it to people and i want to teach the aspects of it of why it's so special and that's my relationship that's going to be my contribution with that game at least here in the future but we'll see maybe that community is better now but i just from what i've seen not by much so yeah that's that's kind of what i'm looking for i'm just looking for people that are nice, that are like, I think about like the TFH community a lot, and you know, the the Them's Fighting Hurts community gets a lot of crap for being whatever bronies and stuff like that. But man, everybody's so nice. When you go online to lobbies, like you'll get bodied, right? Like you'll get smoked because those people really know how to play that game, and they've almost mastered it. The people that are still playing, but everybody's nice, man. They're like, I haven't had a bad interaction really. Like I had one guy be like, "Hey, man, GG's well played." The ping is a little too high. And that's like the most quote-unquote toxic it's ever got. And if that's the most, that's the worst that you have to offer me, man, I'll come back anytime. But I've had some other interactions, be it via Tekken, via Persona, that I was like, man, this sucks. And same thing with like Melty Blood, right? Like I treat Melty Blood the same. I love the game. I'm not a fan of that community. I just, it's not, not really my thing. Like, that Discord, you know, I've been there. I felt really uncomfortable as well. I mean, just the stuff that they talk about. Uh, it's not to say that they're bad people. It's just to say that they're not my people, right? And luckily, I found, like, a little group that I like. And uh, I'm not really looking for a community anymore, right? I kind of have my own. And so, yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. But anyway, just be nice to each other. It's not hard. It's free, too. It's, like, easy. You don't got to pay to be nice. You know what else is nice? Characters in fighting games. Here is the debut of the Hollywood character player review, which is basically what do your favorite characters say about you. Anyway, this week's submission comes from Losi Marco Negro on YouTube. I picked his list because the, the comment on it was really funny. He said, I like how you express your dark hotto in your new phase of Zen Mac. But every so often, it escapes just a little. He's right. He's right. You know, I try to be Nirvana Mac. I try to be Zen. I try to be Hap. But every now and again, it seeps out, right? Like, the disdain for the things that I don't like to see in fighting games, as well as in people, it seeps out. But then I am reminded of Narukami the God. And I become Hap. I become Hap. Anyway, let's get to your uh, characters, Lozy. Shout out to Lozy. Lozy's been around for a while. Thank you for supporting the channel, Lozy. I appreciate it. You're good people. Do your characters say the same about you? Let's find out. So here's without uh, any specific order. And I didn't really add any of the comments because I'm just kind of looking at the characters themselves. So the characters are Akuma, Jan Lee, Chip, Zero, and Joe. Joe Higashi from... King of Fighters, Zero from Marvel vs. Capcom, Chip from Guilty Gear, Jan Lee from Dead or Alive, and Akuma, of course, from Street Fighter. That's an interesting list. Hmm. I'll say, you know, when you think about those characters, I would say that 
Those are characters that command respect, right? Not too many jokesters in that cast. Even Jan Lee, even though he's like the 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 Bruce Lee type, right? He's not a jokester. If you look at his character, right? he's a fairly serious person, right? He's a pretty serious guy. Zero's pretty serious. Akuma, obviously. Very deadpan. Huh. What does Akuma do? Huh. I don't know. Chip, pretty serious, right? He's the mayor. And yeah, those are serious characters. I would say you um you like the respectable male representation, right? Those characters command respect. So I would say you pick your characters that have high character. Actually, I don't know if high character is the thing is because Akuma does some some pretty low character shit. But anyway, let's just say that. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is you're probably a respectable person, Lozy. Am I right about that? You might be. I think you are. Now, female, you had a bunch of them, but I'm just going to go in order. You went with Ivy, Soul Calibur, Honoka, Dead or Alive, Xiaoyu, Tekken, Mai, Blaze Blue, and Lene, Under Night and Birth. Man, what a list. I have no idea what's going on in your head when it comes to the female characters. You also had a bunch of Guilty Gear characters, but there was too many to pick from, so I just picked those five. Man, Ivy will stomp on you. And she's kind of old now, right? I know she stops aging or whatever, but isn't she like 50? Honoka? I mean, come on. Xiaoyu, tiny, annoying, art of phoenix, can't hit her, cheap, hangs out with bears, Mai, Lene, tiny, but also 900 years old. This guy's freaking out, right? The, the hotel room next to me? That dude's freaking out. Anyway, sorry, neighbor. This podcast will be over soon. Lozi, I'm going to say you, uh, you just like women of any shape, any size, any age, any way. I don't know. That's a weird list. I, I can't I can't pinpoint what that list says about you. Uh, so maybe somebody in the comments in the YouTube section or in our Discord can help me out. What does Lozi's female list say about him? I got no idea. I'll read it again. Ivy, Honoka, Xiaoyu, Mai from Blaze Blue, not from King of Fighters, and Lene from the Undernights of Birth, of the Inbirth. That's it for the Hollywood male slash what does your character say about you and now we get to the Dirk feature of the week I don't have his collar my Dirk Dirk my best friend may he rest in peace I have this thing whatever the fuck this is it's a notepad with stuff from the hotel the Dirk feature of the week goes to uh, Cappage is that how you say it? Cappage C-A-P-G-E shout out to that guy he's a fight cade player who uh, hit moment 37, Daigo Perry, against Justin Wong. That was kind of sick. Justin put that clip on Twitter and of uh, him playing third strike against this Ken player by the name of Cappage. And uh, that dude, he parried the Chun-Li Super. All hits on the ground, that one hit in the air, and then he did the same combo that Daigo did against him all those years ago. That was pretty sick. Shout out to Cappage. You're famous now, Cappage. You're famous. Am I saying your name right? Is it Cap G-E? Is that how you say it? Capage? I don't know, but you're famous. Shoutouts to you. That was sick. That was really sick. To do that online against Justin himself? The resurrection of Moment 37. 
It never died. It stays alive in our hearts. It lives forever. Alrighty. What do we miss? We miss a lot, actually. Uh, Kula is now officially released in the King of Fighters 15. She will be a part of Team Cronin, alongside, of course, Cronin, as well as Angel. So that's cool. One more character left. We know who she is. I won't say it because it's spoilers. But uh, if you're really interested, you can look it up. DNF Duel director Ryusuke Kodani spoke on the official YouTube channel on how the development team is more resolute than ever after the open beta test and are confident about their targeted summer 22 release date for DNF Duel. Shoutouts to Inquisitor. And shoutouts to Dragon Knight. She's cute. But I'm not going to play her. Capcom Cup and Street Fighter League are canceled once again. Rest in peace, Capcom Cup. I think this is like the third time they had to cancel it because of COVID. Uh, that sucks. So Capcom 8 was supposed to happen three years ago. And it still hasn't happened. Who knows if it's ever going to happen. So anyway, I don't think there's ever going to be another Capcom Cup for Street Fighter Five. Whoever won the last Capcom Cup, congratulations. It seems like you're going to be the final winner of the offline Capcom Cup. Everything else is going to be online. Too bad. But COVID, man, it's not over. Somebody said on Twitter, I thought it was pretty funny, said, uh, COVID started when I'm 17 back in 2020. I'm 37 now. <laughs> Stuff like that. It has been. It felt, it's felt like a while. It's so weird. We're in 2022 now. This just feels like 2020 part three. Part two? 2020 part two, right? Because 2021 would have been part one. Or no, no, no. 2020 would have been part one. 2021 would have been the sequel. We're in the trilogy. This is never over. So hopefully we don't get the Matrix COVID resurrection movie. I heard that movie was bad, huh? I didn't watch it. I like Keanu, though. He's, he's good people. He's always be happy. Keanu, how, do you not, how are you not happy when you're, you know, your name is Keanu Reeves? Anyway, on the horizon, what are we doing next week? Next week is FGC Hollywood Plus Episode 5, hopefully, with Broken and Pringle. You know what I was thinking to do for one of the FGC Hollywood Plus episodes is uh, resurrecting one of the old TMP interviews and editing them better, putting that out, because I kind of deleted those off the internet. So there's a lot of good interviews there. I know I'm kind of like recycling content, but I was like... Since the Max Pleasure podcast was dead, I was like, well, I'm just going to get rid of everything because I didn't really want it up there anymore. It was a part of the past, but a lot of those interviews were good. So, like, Hell Pockets and Obama, right? Obama was great on the podcast. Yeah, why not? Put those up on FGC Hollywood Plus. Let people listen to those. Old school, but goodies. 2018 Obama, too, when uh, Dragon Ball Fighters came out. It's pretty cool talking to him back then. I should have him on again eventually when I have good internet. Anyway, that's the end of the show. Next week, I'll be back, probably talk about some other stuff. Not in a hotel. With more energy. Maybe I'll drink coffee for that one. I'll go crazy. Coffee? Remember when I used to... Oh, you guys don't remember. A lot of you are new. You guys are new. You guys aren't from around here. You just showed up for Pringle and Hollywood. But back during the TMP days... I used to drink coffee before the episodes. I used to be wired. Man, good times. Sometimes I look back at those days and I'm like, man, it was simple. 
I was just at a desk similar to this one, this wobbly fucking thing. I had my little Blue Yeti microphone that was dying, right? It was. It sounded so hollow. I had Dirk behind me, right on the bed, sleeping. I just opened up Audacity with a little notepad and just talked about stuff and fighting games and... It was nice. There were peaceful times. These times are a little reminiscent, but obviously things are different now. I'm happy. It's a different happy. But I am happy. You should be happy too. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me on this weird episode of FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast. This was episode 45 thank you to all our supporters on patreon thank you to all our supporters on free feeds just listening is support within itself i hope you have a wonderful week i hope you are happy and i'll be back next week with episode 46 and that's all she wrote ladies and gents keep it classy i'll see y'all later peace